Look, you guys are awesome and I love you guys. Look, obviously it's Move Up Wednesday, right? I just want to take the time to personally welcome the new seventh graders. Look, I know this past week it's been like crazy for y'all, right? Y'all went from elementary being the uh, big fish in a little pond to jumping into middle school, high school, to being the little fish now in the what? River? Something like that. But man, I just want to just want to take the time to welcome y'all up here to the youth group. You know, I don't even like to say the word group, man, because we're we're a family up here and united. We're one, and I'm just so happy to have y'all joining us here in the youth group or the the family, might I say? Um, look, I'm saw y'all playing games and stuff that stuff like that, air hockey, pool, ping pong. But look, most Wednesday nights y'all can see the four square line was really long, right? And besides tonight, I was trying to focus on but y'all can catch me most Wednesday nights. Like, I'm extremely competitive. Like, I have to remind myself I'm 20 years old, about to be 21 next month. And that, like, I, I don't, I'm not 14 anymore. Like, I should kind of take it easy on y'all. And I got reminded of that about a couple weeks ago. Mia, I was sitting in the line. I was going hard. I was spinning. I was grunting. I was pouring out sweat, right? And Mia looked at me. She was like, you take this really seriously, don't you? I was like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> and that's when it got brought to my attention. I was like, maybe I need to back it down a little bit. <laughs> you like it? I'll keep it going then. <laughs> but no, look, we're super excited to have y'all. I'm excited to see y'all make new friends up here, uh, grow in the family, you know. But I'm more, most importantly excited to see how God works in y'all's life throughout these next several years. And look, I just want to tell y'all real quick, man, if there's anything y'all ever need, like talk to about your best day ever you may have had or something you're going through in life, look, I'm always here to listen to y'all, pray with y'all, give y'all advice. I know Kate is, I know Shay is, Darren, any, any of the other leaders, we're here for y'all. And I just want to welcome y'all. We're super excited to have y'all. But uh, I'm really excited to be here tonight. We were in Destin about, we were in Destin last week. And on the way up there, I told Shay, I was like, you know, I, I really don't want to go. Because <laughs> like, I'm so excited to get here and be able to talk, speak in front of y'all tonight. So I'm excited to be here. Um, so tonight we're going to continue our talk in prison talk, what we've been in the past. I don't know, four months? Four, it's been a while. But what we've been doing, we've been going through the book of Philippians from chapter one to, to uh, all the way to chapter four, breaking it down verse by verse. For the ones who've been here, look, y'all can plug y'all's ears. I know y'all are tired of hearing this. <laughs> but uh, if you read the book of Philippians and you, you, you probably get the sense that it's, it, it's filled with joy, right? Um, you're probably like, yo, whoever wrote this is... Uh, just got their ducks in a row, like their life is going great, but you come to realize it's why we named it prison. It's Paul who wrote this book, and you find out he's in prison, and he's not in prison for like murdering someone or robbing a bank, right? I don't, I don't even know if they had banks during those times, but like you, you get my point. But he's in prison, but it's still joy. So tonight, we're going to kick off, and we're going to uh, start back up in Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Um, I named the sermon title "Shine Like a Night Star." Uh, so if you don't, if you have your Bibles, open up to Philippians chapter two, starting in verse fourteen. If you don't have your Bibles, it's gonna be up here on the screen. I'll just give y'all a few seconds. <coughs> All right, here we go. Starting in verse fourteen, do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life, and then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. 
See, what Paul is saying right here, like, when we're children of God, there's just something inside of us that is just different from everyone else, right? Not, not just the way we talk, but, like, how we handle our situations and how we do everything without grumbling and arguing, right? Um, a little quick story real quick, a story about me in fifth grade. A um, little backstory on me as a kid. I, I was a wild kid. Like, I was, like, pure boy. Like, I was just into everything. You told me not to do something, I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm in fifth grade, right? I'm sitting at my desk, really talkative, and my buddy was uh, sitting next to me, which is really bad. So I was sitting there talking to him. Teacher done told us to be quiet a few times, and this time she had had it. She was, I was talking while she was teaching. She said, Tyler, that's it. I'm taking your recess for the week. And I sat back. I said, are you kidding me? I said, I don't need my breath. But she said, that's it. Come with me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so but anyways, luckily my mom worked at the school, and uh, she took me to my mom. And I got the worst paddle I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it, it was awful. I've had another paddle before that, but that's a story for another time, right? But the point of that story is just, right, we, it's just one of the many times that I've grumbled in my life. But we've all grumbled at one point in our lives. You'd be lying if you said you didn't. Like, for example, like, we've all been in Walmart or to a grocery store at least once. If you're anything like me, you definitely complain in those places. Like, they may be out of something. You went there just to get one thing. They're out of it. Or... The lines are terribly long, right? But, like, you know, instead of complaining, man, I, I encourage you instead to be like, can you believe, like, how good God is to give us the opportunity to come here or how good the Lord is to provide us with this much food? And I'm not saying get on top of a cash register and scream it out, right? I'm saying, like, when people is beside you, grumbling or arguing, stay composed, you know, be different, right? Um <clears throat> And I'm still working it on myself. I'm a very fast-paced person. I'm real fidgety. I have a problem staying still. You might see me pacing back and forth up here. Like those fidget spinners a few years ago, I was steadily had one because I just couldn't stay still. But like you can complain while you're in the grocery store and you'll be just like everyone else and you'll fit right in. People will never tell you, tell you, tell you apart, right? But as Christians, we're not, we're not called to fit in the world, to fit in with the world. And that leads me to my first point tonight. Like, we're called to be different. You see, we go back to verse 14 through 15. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. You may become blameless and pure children of God without fault and a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, right? I think we can agree that the world is a dark. Like, you look around, it's filled with evil. It's in darkness. But that's why it's important for Christians, children of God, to shine like a star so people can see See that you were filled with joy, love, and kindness. You know, I pray that we, we shine so bright and that we are so spirit-filled that people come up to us and they're like, no, like, I want what you have. Like, there's something, no matter what's going on in your life, you, you seem to be content with it. Like, you're just at peace with everything. Like, what am I missing? Like, they come to you and you give them the opportunity, right, to spread the gospel. But it says in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, the verses are Lightroom verse here. It's our theme verse. But it says, You were the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I love that verse, right? To kind of elaborate on that, like, think about it. If, some, if it's dark in the room, let's say your mom's like, Hey, go turn on the lamp over there. It's a little dark in here, but when you over there, cover, you'll probably be like, what? Like, what good is it? 
the, the purpose of it, right? Same way with children of God. That we're not called to live a normal life. We're, we're called to be the light of the world, to put our light on its stand and not under the bowl. I say this a lot, but we had the song, Make Me a Vessel, tonight. But I pray every day that people can see the love of God through me, like how I live my life, how, how, how I handle situations. Like, I'm a firm believer, and our actions speak louder than our words. Like, we, we touched on that a little bit in Sunday school. Sunday, like, if a leader or coach, you know, comes up to tell you, hey, you, you do this, you do that, live that way, but, and you look at their life, and they're living a totally different way, like, probably not the best leader. I love leaders that lead by example rather than just tell me how to do something. They do the complete opposite. If we, if we want our hearts a true reflection of Jesus, then we must reflect it by our actions, well, what we wear, the words we communicate, who we hang around, how we treat people, and et cetera. Man, you can fill in that blank. You can keep going and going. Like, guys, I wanted to let y'all know, too, you can shine before others without getting up here and doing what I'm doing right now, do it without doing what Kay. Like, you don't have to become a pastor to spread the gospel. kind of goes back. We can do it with actions actions right see my second point tonight it's it's how the world tells you apart guys like yes we are in the world like physically living in the world but our ways and the way we live shouldn't be of the world scripture tells us in first john it says do not love the world or anything in the world see as children of god the ways of the world should disgust you 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 should want to do with worldly ways you should you will want to fix your things on my god wants for you I'm not saying that you, you'll be perfect, right? You, you're going to sin, guys. Like, we're born into sin. We're seeds of Adam. Like, we just, we're going to sin, but I'm saying don't practice sin, right? You, should, you would feel disgusted after you, you sin. <laughs> but we have a Savior in Jesus who can redeem us from sin and save us from sin. If we just look like the rest of the world, people really won't notice if we are children of God tonight. Like, it... If, if we let our light shine before others by just simply doing an act of kindness, you, you never know how that can affect someone. Someone could be, they could be living in darkness by you being the light. You could plant a seed in them and, and it can make them wonder and go from darkness to light, meaning not knowing Jesus to knowing Jesus and have an eternal life with him. Kind of a little story about that this past week. You know, we were, like I said, we were in Destin, right? And the year before that, Shay and her family were there. And Shay, she, uh, she let a, she went up to a few kids. They were about, I don't know, 11 or 12. And she went up to us like, hey, I'm going to do a devotion. Y'all come. I'll bring cookies and blah, blah. So they came, right? And she did a devotion. Boom. Didn't see each other for a whole year. Crazy, right? But the next year, we're back at the same condo the same week. The family's back at the same condo the same week. And we run up on the same people. And the brother's like, hey, do you remember her? And the girl's like, it's like she was starstruck. You would have thought she met Justin Bieber. Like, she was sitting there. She was like, Oh my gosh, she said, I bet it's like she'd been waiting to tell her for a year. She was like, I was so encouraged what you did. You were so outspoken about your faith. She said, and it, I, I struggled with that and it's helped me. I went back to my town and me and my friends started a Bible study. So like the point of that, what if her friends didn't know Jesus? Like, like we don't have to see it firsthand. Like she went back and what if her, her friends didn't know Jesus and now they know Jesus by simply just an act of kindness by devotion stepping out of our comfort zones right you never know what it can do guys my, my fear is the people that i meet and get to know in the future is that you know when i tell them like hey i'm a christian or like i gotta go do something for church you're like what like that must be like i'm not doing my job I, 
this, that's my worst fear. Like, in fact, I hope as soon as I meet them, they're like, yo, there was something different about that dude. He was every, something about him. He just brought joy to me. He was at peace with everything. He was different than most people. Scripture tells us, for once in darkness, but now you were light in the Lord. Live as children of light. See, God is light, and since he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of us, therefore we are light in the world too. It tells us in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 20, it says that, that we are ambassadors for God. If you don't know what an ambassador is, it, it's like a promoter of something, right? We have, there's all kind of promoters for building, trying to, uh, businesses, trying to sell their business, you know, make it right. But it says, anyways, it says that we are ambassadors for God. We get to tell the guy bagging groceries or the, or the kids that's left out of school working the uh, nine-to-five job behind the desk. We get to tell them, hey, Jesus loves you. He sent his one and only son to die on the cross for you for all of our sins, past, present, and future, so we can have eternal life with him. And guys, you'll be surprised how many people don't know Jesus and don't have a relationship with him. And... Like the path to heaven it is a narrow path. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, it says, but, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only few find it. I don't know about y'all, that lights a fire under me. I want to go and spread the good news of Jesus Christ because there's peers around us, like our friends, maybe even our family, that don't know the true meaning of who Jesus is. Like, it lights a fire under me to want to go and spread the good news of Jesus. Like There could be people who were hell-bound, but we're not going to let go of our pride and share the good news of Jesus. Like, can I be honest real quick? Is, is that okay? Like, I, I feel like a lot of times, we, myself included, right, I, I fail all the time, are selfish about our salvation. Like, like what I mean by that is sort of like, well, I'm saved. I'm good. I don't need to be the light. I don't need to go and share the surely someone else would do it. Like, I'll leave that up to someone else. There's a billion people in the world. Someone else would do it, right? But no, Jesus literally tells us to go, go, go into the world and spread the gospel to all creations. Like, we, like guys, we have to get off defense and get on offense. Quit waiting for Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights to just turn on your Jesus switch and worship Jesus just on those two days. Guys, I don't want, I don't want y'all the light room to be the only time you'll let y'all's light shine, right? I want y'all to live it out each and every day. Be the hands and feet of Jesus every day of your life. Live it out. So you're, you're like, yo, Tyler, slow down. You're like, I, I get it. You're like, be the light. Well, how to be different. Like, and it's how the world does it apart. Like, Tyler, I get it. Just quit yelling at me, right? <laughs> but and you're probably like, yo, I'm in high school. I'm in middle school. Like, people are going to look at me weird. They're going to talk about me. And... Yeah, you're right. That leads me to my third point tonight, that you're, you're going to have haters. Don't be worried about what people think or have to say about you. You will probably lose friends. Like, cold hard truth, right? I, I know I've lost friends, but God has blessed me with even better friends that are, that are even right? That support me, that, that fulfill me and, and encourage me to do this. It says in John 15, 2, it says, He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that he'll be even more fruitful. You have people who don't like you or make fun of you because you live for God, but don't let that affect you and kill your passion. Like, 
how are we going to let someone else who didn't die for us determine how we give praise and live for someone who did die for us, right? Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes we just, we just go along to along with people, right? So we won't be the oddball or, or because we are scared of what people may think. Like, I got guys, newsflash, like, you're going to have haters in anything you do in life. Like, I want you all to think about it. Justin Bieber, Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift. I love me some Taylor Swift, right? But uh, <laughs> dead serious. But whoever your favorite celebrity is, picture that person in your mind right now. Two seconds. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Yeah, they're some of the best at what they do. They're some of the best at what they do. But people still criticize them. People still judge how they live their life, talk about them. So if that's the case, why not have haters for living for God, for showing that, hey, hey, he's redeemed me. He died on, for the cross for all of my sins, past, present, and future. Why not live for him and not be worried about what people think? But his word fairly warns us in First John 3.13, it says, Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Then he goes on and in John 16.33, it says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome. You see, it says, in this world you will, right? Not a 20% chance, not 50, 70% chance. No, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. With that, guys, that should give us peace, right? So, we, you know, we get, you know, as children of God, we're, we're not supposed to grumble or argue so, so we can shine like stars in this warped and generation. We, we get that we're called to be different. It's how the world tells us apart and, and that we will have haters. You know, <laughs> as I was preparing for this sermon, um, in verse 16, going back to our main verse in Philippians chapter 2, in verse 16 it says, as you firmly to the word of life, then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I not run or labor in vain. You know, the phrase in vain, phrase to be exact, <clears throat> my old high school English teacher would be proud, <laughs> but the, the, the phrase in vain, it kept sticking out to me, even after I had finished writing this, and I was, I was ready to, you know, preach it. I was, I was ready, but it, it just kept popping in my head, and I was like, God, what are you trying to show me? Like, well, what, what is it about this phrase? I feel like I know what it meant. Like I was getting aggravated because in vain, in vain. I was like, I know what that means, but well, I don't know. So I got home, went on my computer. I started studying what this phrase meant. Heck, I, I even tried to look up what it meant in Hebrew and Greek. Like I have no idea why I did that. I couldn't even understand it in English, much less the two hardest languages to learn, right? <laughs> but then God placed it hard as I was looking up in Hebrew and Greek, you know, like be simple. So it's probably a good idea. So I looked up synonyms for in vain, in English, and I came across to no purpose, pointless, meaningless, and that's when it hit me, and I was like, if we're just trying to shine like stars and, and be a good person because we want the, the praise from others, that's when it's in vain, to no purpose, meaningless, pointless, like, what, guys, what if I told you, it's, it's not about you, it's, it's not about Kate, it's not about me, Shay, Kay, Darren, any of the other leaders, heck, it's not even about Mel and church. It's about Jesus. That's all it's ever been about. It's about being the light for His glory, living out how He's transformed you into, and made you a new creation and redeemed you. When we do it for His glory and His glory alone, that, that's when it's not in vain. It's, about, it's not about being the light for, in darkness. Darkness to try to say, show us, hey, as Christians, we have it all. 
their life is perfect, which is totally wrong, right? We face trials just like everyone else. We go through hard times, and, and we're all broken people, but we be the light. Show, hey, the God's in the center of every circumstance, that no matter what, I have God and I will win. It's not, it's not about to show the world we're perfect. We're all broken. But the question I want to leave you guys with is tonight, it kind of goes back to doing it in vain, right? As Christians, why are we shining like stars amongst the world? Is it to impress certain people? To seek your parents' approval? To try and make God love you more? I mean, if it's anything like that, your, your motives are wrong. Like, you can't earn God's love. Like, God's gr- grace and love, it's not like some type of video game where you play and level up by earning it to make him love you more. Like, being a good person does not equal salvation. Although your good works should reflect your salvation, good works itself not save you and give you salvation. There is only one Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. It tells us in Ephesians 2, 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourself. It is a gift from God. You see, it says it is a gift, and guys, it's a free gift at that, right? Meaning we can't do anything to earn that thing. It is a gift from who? God. We can't earn salvation. It is already finished at the cross. It tells us in Romans 5, 8, but, but, but God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still sinners, like while we were still sinners, like while we were still going our way, doing things our way, being selfish, while we were still sinners, he died on the cross for us. Like, I'm not sure if y'all fathom that, but that, I don't know if I could earn somebody that kind of love. Like, he knew how simple we would be, disobedient we would be toward him, how much we would turn from him and keep doing things our way, right? But he still died for us to have eternal life, knowing that. Man, that is true love. It's the best gift we, we could ever receive, but, like, are we willing to accept that gift? If you have, awesome. So, you know, we're all under the age of 30, or 35. Uh, we're all under the age of 35 in here, right? So we're, we're young. We're, we're influential. Um, we set the tone for the next generation. Like memes, we create those. It's just our family and grandparents that share them on Facebook and think it's hilarious. They're like, oh, I wonder where that came from. Um, the younger people. <laughs> but like, we're, we're young, we're influential. Like Cade was saying before he called me up here, he was like, can you imagine if 33 people left out of these doors tonight on a one mission, one mission only, and that was to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying get up in the PAC at school, like I love Jesus, I'm not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> like we said, it's about our actions. It's how we treat people. Can, can you imagine if, what 33 people could do. I, you're probably thinking, yo, it's, it's a billion people in the world, right? Okay, for example, if you go out on a mission and you're the light to someone, your teacher may cannot know Jesus, she could go tell her husband about it. Her husband goes and tells his pe- friends at work, then they're spreading it, spreading the news is out there. So, guys, my challenge to y'all and myself, we had the perfect opportunity out front of us on a new school year, another tough school year, COVID at that. So my challenge to y'all and myself, be the light this school year. Go talk to that kid that everyone makes fun of. 
Don't worry about what others think. Be the difference maker this year. But remember, guys, it, it, it's not for you, not for anyone else, but Jesus and him alone. <clears throat> Love you guys. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight, God. I pray that each and every one of these kids, Lord, that they got something out of this tonight, God, and they don't stop here at the light room, God. It goes out into their classroom every single day, Father, and at home. I ask you to be with them as they're on a yet another tough school year, God, that they may be facing trials, God. But your word tells us to cast all our cares upon you, God. And I pray that's what we all do, Father. I pray we take this message, God, and we, and we put it into our everyday lives, Father. It don't stop here, God. Lord, just be with these kids. Lead God and direct them. And all the leaders, God, lead God and direct us. In Jesus' name, amen.